Podcasting from Baldwin, New York. Welcome to the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast, bringing you everything Baldwin Athletics, including news, game breakdowns, analysis, interviews, and much, much more. Prepare for the laughs, hot takes, hard questions, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, ready to dive into everything Bruins Sports. Toyin Green and Amanda Antoine. Welcome everybody to a very special episode of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Today we have an amazing panel of Baldwin alumni that will be sharing their experiences with collegiate sports and the recruiting process. So for those of you listening, this is the perfect time to learn about taking your athletic career to the next step. So uh, listen up. Amanda, do you want to introduce everyone? So today we have Tyler Warner, a varsity boys lacrosse alumni. Nadia L. Clock, a girl varsity's field hockey, basketball, and lacrosse alumni. Sarah Henry, a varsity girls volleyball, lacrosse, and basketball alumni, along with Kaya Harrison, varsity soccer and basketball alumni. Welcome everyone to the podcast. To start off, even though I did introduce you guys a little bit, I just wanted to go around and get you guys to do a small introduction and, you know, say your graduating year, um, the sport you currently play, the school you went or you're currently attending, and the position you play in these sports. Um, Tyler, can we start off with you? Yeah, sure, of course. Um, so what's up, everyone? I'm Tyler. Um, graduated from back in 2014. Um, ended up playing lacrosse in college. Sort of decided to lacrosse and football back at that time. Um, but ended up on lacrosse. Um, currently play a midfield, so nice to meet y'all. Um, my name is Kaya Harrison. Uh, I graduated Baldwin High School team. Uh, I played basketball and soccer, like she said, and I currently play basketball at Wake Forest uh, University, um, and I play uh, point guard, so. Baldwin in 2018. I actually graduated and moved on playing at Malloy Volleyball and Lacrosse, but I'm currently not playing right now, so I don't have a position. I kind of got old, so I'm not, yeah, I'm not tired. Um, my name is Nadia Okak. I graduated in 2017. Um, I played four years um, at Malloy. Um, but due to COVID, I had the extra year for my senior season, so I currently play forward at American International College in Massachusetts, and I'm getting my master's degree there as well. All right. Thank you, guys. So um, just to, like, hop right into it, um, I kind of want to ask you guys about the recruiting experience, um, the steps you went through to get to the schools you guys are at now. Um, I know it can get a, re- a bit repetitive, so um, in case somebody missed something from like the person who went before you, um, you could expand on that. Don't be afraid to go into depth. Um, so, Kaya, do you wanna do you wanna start off? Yeah. So um, I uh, played AU basketball, and I also um, think that high school basketball helped because we did a lot of like traveling. Um, and uh, college coaches were able to come and we got a lot of exposure that 
was really, um, it was both like exciting and stressful, I would say. Um, you know, I, I really just wanted to like take my time and like make sure that I, I got like the right fit for me and, um, and like where I could see myself at, not just like, um, just cause of like a school name, but also like where I'm like, um, academically. So if, if it was like, um, I knew that here at Wake, I was getting a good academic and um, athletic scholarship. So that was like definitely one of the reasons why I chose here. Um, but I just, I really want to emphasize that like, it's important to like take your time, rush it and just like choose a school just because of, of its name or just because of, of somebody of somebody else, if somebody else told you to that this was a good school. If, if you feel like it's like the right fit for you, then then you will know right when you step on the campus. So um, I took my official visit. I want to say my junior year. I kind I kind of committed a little early, but like right when I stepped on campus, I like I had that like that family feel from the team and the coaching staff and um, my parents supported me with the decision. So yeah. Nice. Um, Nadia, do you want to go next? Yeah, sure. Um, so I know that like field hockey recruiting, it was really, really different. It was kind of like nobody really went um, anything higher than Division three from field hockey. So it was kind of new for like myself and like the programs for me to go on D2. So in that process, it was a little tricky because a lot of the um, – the clinics and everything were mostly out east on Long Island. So I was lucky enough to meet um, Coach Hannigan at the time through playing travel. And she was actually a coach at Malloy. She recruited me there, but she ended up leaving before I got there. So I got kind of put with a different coach and stuff like that. And the team there was really new. But I knew that I would be helping build a program when I went there. And also, like, the fact that it was local really appealed to me and what I wanted in a college for myself. So I thought that that was a great fit. And then um, I also got the opportunity to play another Division II this year in Massachusetts while looking um, to pursue my master's degree. And I knew that when I got there, the, the family environment of the team, and like Ty said, just really stepping foot on the campus just really solidified the fact that um, this is a place that I wanted to be at. And because you are there for a number of years, you really want to stress like being comfortable on a campus and making sure that um, the team is not only a right fit for you, but the school in terms of academics is what you want. Because at the end of the day, like the degree is the most important part of the um, college experience. Amazing answer. Um, Tyler, do you want to go next? Yeah, I'm not sure I really have much to add. I think Kaya and Nadia really spoke to it pretty well. Um, I think back when I was going through the recruiting process, something that was very helpful for me was to sort of just sit down with a coach or a mentor that really knows you well and uh, can give you a great evaluation of, I guess, sort of where you fit um, as far as playing at the D1, D2, or D3 level. Um, sorry, I have a call um, so after that evaluation, it really sort of helped me put into perspective where I wanted to end up. Um, and then as, you know, Kai and Nadia said, you really want to make sure whatever school you choose is a great academic fit as well as, as, well as social fit. Um, I think, you know, things can happen in college and you never know. Like, obviously, you 
one program play a sport there, but there's so much outside of the sport that you can be involved in. So, again, truly really making sure whatever school you choose is the right fit academically, socially, and then really I think the sport might actually lie on that road. Uh, And Sarah, you want to finish it off? Yeah, I definitely agree with what everyone said. In my perspective during the recruiting process, I feel like one thing that I regretted was not really going to as many clinics and not really, and starting actually playing travel late because I feel like I left out a lot. I feel like a lot of people started playing my sports when they were like a baby and I started playing in high school. So I feel like if I could go back and change something, that's something I would also change. And I also agree with the fact on not rushing your decision. Um, you, it is what it is, but I feel like you should go to a place where it genuinely makes you happy and not where it was your first pick, where I feel like a lot of people do, because they're like, oh, okay, I got into this school, yeah, I'm done. There's so many other options for you, and there's like so many different avenues for you to take, so you just definitely should not settle because the next four years of your life is going to set the basis of where you're going to go in the future, and I think that's very important. And also in the recruiting process, one thing that I would definitely recommend is definitely sitting down with a mentor, but also reaching out to coaches. It won't hurt you. It can only it can only better you if you reach out to coaches and you talk to them, have them come to your games or your tournaments and stuff like that. That's going to get you into that's going to open some doors and maybe if it's not that school a lot of coaches communicate so maybe they will refer you to someone that they know and you can get into the school that you want like that so it's also something to think about so um that kind of leads into my next question i know you're talking about not going with your first option um were there any other offers that like you guys received in general and um from other schools that you wanted to attend and how did you kind of like pick the school you were at. I know, Kyra, you're talking about the home environment that you felt, and then Nadia, you're talking about the academics as well as Tyler. So can you guys go a little bit more in depth with that? Yeah, so um, so I also took a, a visit to Iowa State um, University, and um, I didn't really get the same feeling First off, it was in the middle of nowhere, and I'm not like, I kind of need uh, more, you know, like social things around me and activities to do. So, I mean, it, it wasn't like a complete, like, no for me from there, but I was like, okay. Um, I mean, the coaches were super sweet, and the, the team was super nice, but, um, and another thing, I, I felt like there wasn't like a lot of, like, diversity, and like, you know, coming from Baldwin, like, we're one of the di most diverse towns ever so um, I just I just needed more uh, like diversity and like uh, people from different backgrounds so um, I think that was like another choice like that was another reason um, why I kind of like didn't make that decision to go there and then uh, I also um, took a visit to Virginia Tech and I know this like kind of may sound weird but like I like already like knowing that they're like a technology school and like that's not what like I wanted to do that was kind of a reason why I was like okay like obviously they're they're great in athletic academically that's just not like the avenue that I wanted to go and like what like the majors that they um, that were most popular and that were like the best majors like out of that school wasn't like really what I wanted to do so that was another reason why um, 
I didn't make the decision to go there either. Um, but I just felt like, you know, like having a weight degree would be like amazing because it's just like very versatile and um, and there's like a lot of resources after you graduate that'll um, help you like choose whatever career you want to go to. Um, for me personally, like I totally get what Kaya is saying. Like, it it really depends on the type of degree that I wanted to pursue, which led me to go to Malloy in particular. I knew I wanted to stay in the science field, and that Malloy had really good like um, science programs, some of like nursing and like healthcare. Um, a lot of other schools they had good like you know, good academics or like good athletics, but I feel like Malloy really had that great mix of both. And the fact that it was close really appealed to me. But then looking at getting like my master's degree, I was like, okay, like I'm gonna, I stayed local for four years and now I wanna kind of go away to school. And when I went in the transfer portal for that, I heard from like a lot of different coaches and stuff like that. But I knew that, um, I first of all, like distance was a big thing for me. I knew I wanted to be, um, far enough that where I can come home so I didn't want to go somewhere that was crazy far so I decided on like the two and a half hour three hour mark for me was what I was comfortable with um, and then a lot of the fact that like the size of the school also mattered to me I liked being in that small school environment that I got at Malloy so that I got that small school environment at AIC really um, appealed to me and then lastly, like Kaya said, coming from Baldwin, it is very diverse. And being at Malloy, there was not a lot of diversity on my team in particular or at that school, in my opinion. So I knew that looking for a college for my master's, I was like, okay, I want the diversity and the inclusion and stuff like that that I received from Baldwin. Yeah, again, not really much to add. I think um, when I was going through the process, the academics were just huge for me. So um, I think I'm had a pretty big focus on, ended up in an Ivy League school. I will say that I probably regret, regretted a little bit about how I went through the process because there were some schools that I just wrote off completely and like didn't take a visit just because they weren't Ivy League schools. So that's something I wish I should have done differently. Like going to check out Ohio State or Michigan, these great, you know, like huge schools that have a lot to offer. Um, I sort of just wrote them off just because of location partly, but also just because um, I was being recruited by top top academic schools. Um, so yeah, for anybody watching, I, I would say take as many visits as possible. You never really know, um, you know, like what the schools like till you're there. And there can be some crazy, you know, um, institutions at that school, great majors that you might not have thought of previously. So um, yeah, take as many visits as possible. Really get to get a feel um, for you know the campus, the coaching staff. People on the team, I think, are, are a huge part of it. It's, it's played a huge part of why I ended up choosing you know, Um I vibed with the coach a lot, and just like some of the players that I got to visit with during like overnight visits, things of that nature, um, really sort of fit where you know I wanted to be. So that's just you know some additional advice that I that appeals to me is that I know a lot of people want to go away after school, but I know that I wanted to personally stay in New York, so. And I know that Malloy is like a good, a good name private school, so especially if I want to, I'm a business major, so if I want to work in somewhere and I come from Malloy, it's a better title. So that's why I stuck with it. I kind of regret not seeing my other options. If I can go back, I'd probably do that because 
I agree with Nadia that Malloy wasn't the best fit in regards to diversity and regards to other aspects of the campus. So I would definitely, from my experience, say that you should look at other options and not just settle for one. Um, thank you so much for the answers. Um, now this is going to be a general question for everyone. Um, what was the determining factor when you guys were doing the recruiting process and when it came down to deciding if you guys were going to either play intramural sports, play um, club, or play at all in college? Um, I think personally for me, it's like the degrees really determined like where I was going to go. I graduated my undergrad with um, a bachelor's in biology and I'm doing my master's in occupational therapy right now at AIC. So you want like your degree to come from like a somewhat like really good school. And also the money, I know people don't really say like it's like a big thing, but to me personally, cost of college, it's, college is so expensive. And like you don't wanna, when you're done, have all this debt just because you go to a big name college or something like that. So I think financially, um, the schools that I picked were the best choice for me financially and both um, academically like when I get out I'm pretty sure that the, the name of the school that I have on my degree will have some weight especially where I want to work. Um, I feel like Nadia hit it right on the head. I feel like financials are very important because there's a lot of college debt going on and I feel like if you go to a school that, finance, that supports you with academic scholarship and also um, athletic scholarships that can be very beneficial. So I just wanted to say she said it perfect. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Like academically was ac the academic like part was definitely like the main uh, factor. Um, I mean, I've been playing basketball my whole entire life, so I knew that I wanted to play in college. Um, but just choosing the school and like the determining factor was definitely like. Um, how do I get like the best of both worlds type of thing? Like how do I um, go to a, a great basketball school where I'm competing at like a high level and also an, a, you know, a prestigious school um, academically as well. Yeah, I agree with everything that's been said. I think the financial aspect certainly is a huge part of it. Um, but I think a lot of people only think about it on a four-year basis, like the typical for college, but you really have to think about sort of the investment that you're making for the rest of your life. Um, so, you know, depending on, you can get like great money from one school, but you know, the school is if your objectives or doesn't have great major for you. And maybe like, you know, some schools will you maybe less money, but just the vibe of what you want to do with the rest of your life could also play um, a huge factor in where you decide to go to school. So, you know, just keep in mind that it's like, it's not really just a four year decision like this, Going to college really is, you know, obviously a huge decision that affects the rest of your life. So just keeping that, you know, at the back of your at the back of your mind when you're choosing school. And also, sorry, I would also like to add in. Um, sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, just also, um, like, to, you would like to see like a school that has like alumni that like come back, and um, like you can use like those people as like resources and like they'll help you and that's how you like network and that's how like how you can get like a kickstart to your career um, with whatever you want to do so I think that was another um, determining factor for me was just like seeing like the networking and like the um, 
alumni came back and really like helped out the, um, the students at the universities. Thank you guys so much on the insight, talking about like the finance part and long term. You know, most people really do just look at it as like a four year aspect instead of long term. Um, I thank you so much for adding on about the networking. That's another plus. Um, all right. So I think a lot of people truly underestimate how much work and dedication it, it takes to move on to play college sports. From early morning practices to traveling and a lot of sacrifice and time management has to be done, you know, in order to be successful playing. Um, college sports are substantially different from high school sports. Um, going around the panel, can you guys tell us a little bit about some challenges that you guys encountered so far with the switch from high school to college and how you guys were able to adapt? Um, I think some, I think in regards to that, I feel like my teammates really helped, like, high school I was kind of very busy, so in a way I want to say I was less busier in college, because you do have an off-season, and in high school I was playing like three sports out of side and three outside of school and three sports in, so my teammates were a big factor in that, like, they set an example for you to follow, and also your coaches set you to a standard that makes you follow it, so it's definitely helps. I think something that's a little challenging or a little frustrating sometimes is when you have games, but you also have a major class that you struggle in. So it's like, oh, you don't want to miss the class, but like you don't want to miss the game either. So it's just trying to balance that and stay ahead so you don't fall behind. Yeah, I would definitely agree with um, Nadia, what she was saying, like just making sure that you like, look ahead of your schedule. I just feel like um, it was just really different because like I'm eight hours away from my, my family. Um, well, eight-hour drive away from my family, so like it's, I'm I'm very like family-oriented type of person. So um, I would just have to like FaceTime them every day, and when I first got here, but um, you kind of like get used to it after a while. Like academically, I think what really helped was like, uh, well, we have like academic advisors, and freshman year, like they would make sure like we had study hall at night, and like even though like during the day we we're like really busy. Um, they would make sure, like, at the end of the day, you're getting your academics and, like, your schoolwork done. Um, and, like, it's, you have to really balance everything out because it's, like, you need, you want to, like, you have practice, and then you have to also eat, and then you have to, like, eat in between, and then you uh, have weightlifting, and then there's uh, classes, and then you need to also get sleep. So it, and then you also want to, like, you know, work out on your own, and then, like, also get you know, homework on your own. So it's it's a lot of like balancing and like thinking and like making sure you plan ahead. But that that's probably like the main thing that I would say, like planning ahead your time. Maybe like writing things down, um, just to make sure that, you know, you have everything like planned out. Yeah, something also to keep in mind is and this sort of varies by sport, but when choosing a college, like the the level that you play at, whether it's D one, D two, D three, depending on the sports you're in, like what your off-season looks like could be pretty, you know, pretty different. So, like, at at Yale, there was really no off-season. Like, even though we our main season was in the spring, I felt like during the fall and winter, like, we were pretty much full-time athletes. Um, whereas I've had some friends playing at the D2 and D3, and D3 level uh, playing lacrosse, and their experience was sort of very different. So, I feel like when you're choosing a school, you also have to keep sort of that in mind. Like, yeah, you want to play a sport, but do you really want the sport to take over pretty much like 
damn near like 40 hours a week of your life, so that, that's... Yeah, it depends on like, you know, what what um, what you want to like, uh, what sport you're playing, obviously, because, you know, there's different like seasons, but basketball is like one of those sports that go all, all year, and like, I barely get to go home, and like, that's another thing, like, I had to kind of like adjust, like not seeing my family as much, like, and seeing like all my friends, like, they get to have like, like too much in the summer, like, we only go get to go home for like two weeks when we're back in May we don't even play until November we get to go home for like four days for Christmas like we don't have a winter break so it's like like in my head like you have to like realize like it is a business like depending on like um like how serious you take your sport and um like it's you know it, it's going to be challenging but you have to make sacrifices for some things <clears throat> Yeah, I agree with what Kaya said too, like, because you are getting paid to be there, so your responsibilities are like sports and schoolwork, so really knowing what kind of person you are and what you're looking for in um, that environment, like, if you know that, like, okay, like, I'm good with just doing sports in school, and, like, you don't really care about social life, then certain divisions would be a better fit for you, but something that's important to you, like, you really have to, like, analyze yourself and what kind of person you are um, in terms of, like, if you're not good with being away from your family, like how far you want to go, and like, wait, like all these things really matter in choosing a, a division as well. Okay, so to hop back to the divisions question, um, you guys don't have to all answer this question, but um, if you feel like you know, go ahead. Um, I know that each division has different levels and like commitments that are involved with playing. Um, um, going up the levels, depending on your major as well. If you're going to the science field, it might be a little bit harder with like those prerequisites that you have to do, and um, just going into that. Can you guys like you know um, expand on your experiences with that and kind of like picking the division you decided was right for you? Um, so I can definitely start on that. I feel like it, I want to start off by actually saying something. I feel like people look at it like oh, D one, D two, D three. But what I realized is a lot of D two schools can be D, um, a lot of D three schools can be D two schools. A lot of D three schools can be D one schools. Like I get there's a brand behind playing D one and playing D two, but I feel like especially when you get more and more into it, it really doesn't matter. And I feel like I was so into it that, and I just realized now playing. I don't know if everyone else will agree. It's not that big of a deal. Just play where you want to play. Play where you fit. Play where you feel you have a community and a family behind you on the court and have fun and enjoy the game wherever that lands you. And I feel like if you do that, you should be fine. Um, I definitely wanted to go on the D2, D1, and I ended up at Malloy. But it, it definitely depends on the person. But I wouldn't knock a division because there's a lot of D3 schools or low D1 schools that also are options for people. You know, you don't have to define by a brand. So that's what I have to say about that. I totally um, agree with Sarah saying, like, the whole D1, D2, like, thing like that. There are a lot of really good D3s, and, like, it's really about the kind of person that you are. I personally um, liked the competitiveness at the D2 level. I went from Malloy to another D2 when I had like other options I just felt comfortable in the sense that I liked um, that it wasn't taking over my whole entire life in terms of that concept and that there was some way that I could 
football as a person. If you like the campus, it really shouldn't matter about like what division you're at and if it fits you financially as well. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think it's it's really based off of like what fits you as a person and what like personal goals you have and, and things like that. And um, yeah, like there's if you want to be um, have like more of a social life and, and or if you just want to like, you know, stick to one sport and, and, you know, grind it out and say whatever. It's literally whatever you want to do and like whatever um, fits you like it's and like the commitment there there is definitely like a bigger commitment um you know like not like i said before like not being able to go home as much and stuff like that and like just um you know having to put in like more extra work because uh you know at different levels you know there's you're playing you know people that are bigger than you stronger than you more physical so stuff like that and uh so you have to make sure that you yourself are you know, able to compete at, at that level. So it's, it's, I agree with what Nadia and Sarah said. It's just um, it's whatever fits you and what your uh, future goals are. Yeah, agreed. Um, I do, I do think like when I was going through it, um, the recruiting process, like I did get caught up a lot in sort of the, oh, I want to go D1, like compete at the highest level sort of thing. And you know, like, I don't regret the decision I made. I do know there have been people that have played at the D1 level and just, it's, they just didn't want to, like, commit the time to it. And they ended up, you know, their mental health struggling because they're just playing sports all the time and then had to come back home and study, and there was just a lot to handle. So, um, again, like everybody's saying, it, it's a personal decision, but just do what works for you. I do think there might be, like, a little bit of, um, you know, the recruiting process is a little bit different nowadays with all like the NIL stuff and people getting paid now to play. And so I do think that division could potentially, um, like what division you decide to go play in could like be affected a little bit by the NIL, people getting money for brand partnerships and all this stuff that I don't think we had to go through when we were trying to decide a school. So that is something to keep in mind, you know, um, but again, personal decision just do what works best for you yeah and i i would also like to add in i also just think that it's about like the amount of exposure you're getting like parents pay like so much money just for you know kids to get exposure to college coaches and stuff so if you if you're uh in high school and you're like looking for exposure and and it's like you think that like you don't have time just even like stress about it or anything like whatever will work out for you will work out for you and I like they said like the D1, D2, D3 like it really doesn't matter it's really what like fits for you so yeah um like um just piggyback off in what Kaya said in regards to the financial aspect of things you don't always have to pay a hundred two hundred dollars to go to tournaments for someone to see you there's all there's always ways around it where people can find you and if they like you they'll take you and pick you up so i don't want you guys to worry about oh this is so expensive ask your coaches ask around you can even ask former people that played your sport and if they're paying college they'll tell you the whereabouts or they may even connect you to find a coach that you want i know that i coach currently at sport time and one of my 
my girls wanted to go to Connecticut, and I had a friend that played at Connecticut, so I had them to get in contact with the coach, and now they're speaking. So it doesn't always have to be a financial burden. It can just be another form of networking, like like Kyra said. Okay, so that somewhat leads into my next um, kind of question, where um, it, it intermingles like sports with education, and like how and like money as well. And the concept of club sports, um, I know there's intramural and I know there are club sports, but I feel like a lot of people underestimate club sports and how they can actually be competitive and the answer to a lot of people's questions about their recruiting process, where you still do the tournaments, you still do like, you know, these championships, but it's like less practicing. Um, I know you guys had to do a lot of practicing, like every day, a lot of training. It's a bigger commitment. But you still get that competitive feeling when you do club sports. Um, my question to you guys is, have you known any of your friends or people that, you know, like you've interacted with that have done club sports? And, like, what's your thought on those sports? Um, I think club can be beneficial to some. But I know for pure hockey personally, like I said, like a lot of the clinics and everything were out east. And... For me, that was kind of far to like wake up in the morning early and like sometimes go to these clinics. So I think I really like when it came to recruiting, just playing high school and just really like dominating in high school. Like people will find you. Like um, if they really want you, they will come find you. But um, it does really, really help to network. Like Sarah said, like if you're like, hey, like I'm interested in this program and like no alumni or you know someone like that that can really help you. That's what I did. Um, I know some of my teammates, though, did do a lot of tournaments and stuff like that, but they did get exposure from that as well. So it can really go either way with that. I just want to, it, it can be beneficial for some people, but for those who, like, can't afford to go to tournaments and stuff like that, I feel like don't be discouraged about it. Like, there's still other ways that you can play at a high level without going to all the same things. Um piggybacking off of what Nadia just said. Um, in regards to club, I feel like it is something that was one of the best things that I ever did. I loved my teammates. I loved my coaches. It was a great environment, and I don't regret playing it. Like, even if I didn't play in college, club was one of the best experiences and where I got the most exposure. But one thing about, and I'll speak mostly for volleyball players on Long Island, is I know clubs like ACAD and Sport Times can be expensive, but there's other clubs like Fundamental and stuff that aren't expensive. And if you need them to do something for you in order them to play, they'll work with you and your parents so you guys can be able to play. So if money is a factor, especially speaking of volleyball players, like they, I, they'll work with you. Like if you want to play club, like it can happen as long as you want to put the effort and do it. Yeah, I would definitely agree because like AEU is very expensive. Um, like all these tournaments, it's it's crazy expensive, and it's honestly some people could say that it's like it's a scam because it, it could be because and especially like now with like I know COVID hit and like a lot of things are like through Zoom and like um, you know like you had to like send in videos, which is probably like financially better for a lot of people, but um, like for me, uh, not only was it like you know, financially uh, heavy, but it was also, like, really time-consuming. Like, I, my AU um, team was out in New Jersey, so every weekend I would have to take a, a hour and a half uh, 
drive to New Jersey and then get home like 7 p.m. like on uh, Saturdays and Sundays. So um, it was also like very time consuming, but um, I knew like for me, I I loved my coach and I loved my, my teammates. So I knew that like he was going to get me better and improve my game and and he also knew like a ton of coaches, so I knew that he was going to um, get me the, the exposure that I wanted to college coaches. Um, so that's like Sarah said before; it's also about like um, the networking factor and like who knows who type of thing. Because it's um, it doesn't always have to be about just you know going to tournaments and and things like that. So yeah. Yeah, I think. Like, sort of how the landscape of high school recruiting is set up, I do think there's, like, stuff that's sort of unfair. And depending on what sport you play, I do feel like you sort of have to play club in order to, I guess, get the amount of exposure that you may, you know, that you may be seeking. I could speak to, like, lacrosse, for example. Like, Baldwin's not like a powerhouse in lacrosse, so you have to go outside of just playing on your team, like your high school team, in order to get recruited, which there's a whole bunch of inequity that comes with that, so it is difficult. I, I do want to, you know, emphasize what Sarah's saying about sort of being proactive, um, emailing coaches, letting them know, like, where you're going to be playing, talking to your high school coach if you're not, you know, able to afford, like, a club opportunity or something like that, just because you do need people to advocate on your behalf. Like, unfortunately, a lot of times, like, you need to play, like, AAU club, lacrosse, whatever, volleyball, in order to, like, have, you know, the biggest umbrella of people seeing you, but um, if you are sort of proactive and reaching out to people and sort of letting you know, like, oh, I'm going to play here this weekend with my high school team, come check me out if you have time, things like that, um, could sort of still get the job done. So, yeah. Um, guys, those are amazing answers. I do want to touch on what you said, Tyler, later about, like, the inequity in, like, club sports or just, like, sports in general. I know... Um, almost all of you play sports that are, are mostly predominantly white. Um, so just like focusing on that and how you guys kind of like navigated through that process and like your experiences now as well. So we're going to touch on that later. But my next question actually right now is for you, Tyler. Um, so the importance of being a student athlete, I think we need to put some emphasis on that. And you, you kind of embody that image right now. You got accepted into an Ivy and you went pro as well, and you're at Harvard Medical School right now, which is crazy. Um, so I think all of us could say you kind of mastered the concept of balancing sports and your education. So for all the athletes out there, can you first tell us how you specifically maintain the student-athlete view, as well as sharing some tips and like how you actually got to this like point in your life? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, that's a loaded question, I guess. Um, a lot of it has to do with parents and the people you surround yourself with, which is like sort of a given, but um, I think a lot of it comes down to sacrifice. Um, I think in high school, there were like a lot of times where like I wouldn't go out and party and, you know, playing football and lacrosse. Like, there was like a lot of opportunities to do that. And sometimes I just wouldn't. I would have like, you know, play a game one day and the next day I'm out like trying to play lacrosse or something like that. Um, so I just think you have to be like really committed and sort of know what you want um, out of your life. Like I knew for a long time I wanted to be a doctor. So the only way to get there was 
to sort of get straight A's in high school and do very well in college as well and sort of, you know, set yourself up um, to be sort of where you want to be. Um, and it's very tough just because there is so much um, outside influence, I guess the way to say it, um, pulling you in a whole, you know, a ton of different directions. But sort of just staying focused, staying in the books, obviously socialize, like you can't stay inside all the time. So picking, maybe picking your spots when you're going out and, um, you know, choosing when to have a good time probably important because you do, you know, there there is like a mental health aspect to it where you just can't keep studying. But um, I think most of my success definitely has come from my parents who sort of kept me on the straight and out for a while. And then like the friend group that I had around me, everybody sort of wanted great things for themselves and you sort of just feed off of the energy that people are putting in, not only to their own lives, but putting, putting into you as well. So um, I owe it really to them. Yeah, I, re- I really like that answer um, on like the sacrifice as well. They're going, getting to a level, like you said, is being wanting to be a doctor and going to these this Ivy League school. There's a lot of sacrifice that I know you had to put into it, and just like any level in general, there, there is some sacrifice that has to go into what you want to do. So I really like the answer. Um, Amanda, do you want to go to the next question? Um, Tyler, uh, we will be talking about mental health. We'll be touching back on that subject later. But for this question, it really applies to everyone, but specifically for Nadia and Sarah. Um, You guys were triple sport athletes that were extremely talented in all three sports, from basketball to lacrosse, field hockey, and volleyball for you, Sarah. Correct me if I'm wrong. But there was an extra decision where you guys had to make where you guys had to choose which was going to be your number one sport. I know both of you guys went into college being recruited for more than one sport, being two dual athletes. So can you guys tell us a little bit about your experience with being recruited for not one, but two sports? And, you know, going into college um, like that. And um, Kaya and Tyler will be getting back to you guys later talking about, like, soccer and basketball and football and lacrosse. Yeah, so um, actually I feel like it was really, really tough to make a decision on whether or not to, like, like which sport to pick for me. Because, like, it's, when you grow up and you're playing these sports your whole life, it's like you have to, like, cut one of them off. It's, like, one of the hardest decisions you have to make um, as a high school athlete. Um, for me, I was fortunate enough to be able to play basketball and field hockey my first year of my undergrad. But I had to pick then because I feel like doing both my academics kind of suffered. And in making that decision, I had to just like, okay, where, where am I happiest and, and what would be like more manageable in terms of my schoolwork because the, at the end of the day, I guess what comes first, the academics. Um, I was happiest on my field hockey team. Uh, I personally just thought there was like less drama there and um, I liked the environment that I was in. And I was getting more um, scholarship for that sport as well. So that also played a part into me choosing field hockey. There's goods and bads in all college sports. Um, I actually chose to continue with lacrosse. And in life, you just sometimes make the wrong decisions. I actually chose to go back to volleyball. So honestly... It was based on like what really, like what you're like what you're really happy with. I play three sports. I love them all, but there's 
there's just I love volleyball. So it was just like it should have just been easier to prove from the beginning, but yeah, that's basically it. Um Oh yeah, okay. So Tyler and Kaya, you know, you guys Kaya, you played soccer and basketball and Tyler, you played football and lacrosse. Did you guys ever have to like think, you know, I want to play either two sports or like one sport? Um, I mean, I always knew that I wanted to play basketball in college. Um, I did, I had like played soccer like my whole life as well, but like kind of just um, up until like, I would say like fifth grade, um, I kind of just started like focusing on basketball and then um, soccer was something that I kind of just went back to because I knew that um, it just kind of for the off season of basketball, it kept me in shape. Um, it was, I mean, and it, it was fun to play for me as well. Like I thought it was a lot of fun and I had a, a lot of fun with the um, team at Baldwin. And um, um, I just think that for me, um, I, I already knew that like, I, w- I wanted to play uh, basketball in college, so um, it was kind of just an easy decision. Um, yeah, I think for me, I think football is 100% my favorite sport. Um, it was, I played that well before I started playing lacrosse, and so I was like a little upset that I didn't have the opportunity to play it in college, and I think a lot of it is just because of the geographic location of where we are. Um, like on Long Island, lacrosse is a hop, and like, you can get recruited to play football, but it's not going to be at the level that I think I wanted to play at. So, um, for me, like, I knew, like, if I wanted to be able to play a sport in college, I wanted to be able to compete for, like, a national championship and, you know, like, a top, like, 10 to 20 school. So, um, that wasn't going to happen for me at football, just being quite honest about it. And so, that's sort of what guided me to sort of singularly focusing on lacrosse, even though I enjoy playing football in high school. It's just, like, I know that I'm going to end up going this route for college just because of, again, the level I could play at and just like the, the type of schools that I guess I wanted to go to um, to become a doctor. Thank you so much. All right, back to you, Tyler. So, you know, right now you're the only one um, out of their undergrad year and you're the only one who's currently gone pro. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the transition out of Yale into PLL and was it drastically different was the experience dra- drastically different um, from high school, you know, like the recruiting process? Can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, are you saying, just to understand your question, you're saying like, is the difference between pro, like going from college to pro different from going from high school to college? That, that's yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think um, there are two very different experiences. I think when I was going from high school to college, the time commitment to like the specific sport increased tremendously just because you're around your team all the time and, you know, you have to come home and study and do things like that. So um, I definitely think I worked way harder in college than I did in high school. Um, as far as transitioning to the pros, like a little bit different. So like for professional lacrosse, you only have to, like a lot of the stuff you do is by yourself during the week. So I guess it's a little bit less structured than being in college where, you know, like in college, you know, you're waking up at 5.36 to go get a workout in. You have practice, um, like right after class, probably around 3 o'clock, and then you know you're going to come study, whereas for, like, professional lacrosse, like, 
Monday to Wednesday or Monday to Thursday, everything that you do is sort of um, up to you. And a lot of times you might be working another job or like for me, I'm currently in med school. So um, you have to just be like very like self-motivated in order to get some of the stuff done. I do think that um, as far as like the actual game, you are playing against sort of the best players in the world. So um, it's tough to sort of keep up with everybody else that's um, playing at such a high level while not having the same sort of structure. Um, so that's definitely been something I'm still trying to navigate. I haven't mastered it. Like I had to like wake up this morning and force myself to go run um, just because there's no team that I'm connected to. Or I guess like you no know, college physical team that I can go work out with 40 guys like I was doing um, just two years ago. So um, I think that's probably been like the hardest transition for me. Thank you for your answers. Structure is really important, and thank you for like you know explaining the, the aspects from changing from high school and then college and then going pro. Um, passing it off to Twain, she has a question. Okay, so I know you guys are gonna have to go soon, so we're gonna wrap it up. Um, this is gonna be one of the last questions, and we're gonna have like one or two more. But um, I just wanna hit on the inequality, the inequity aspect of sports. I know um, with lacrosse field hockey and volleyball as well um and sometimes even basketball i know there are some inequalities that happen in the sport and um it's different playing in these predominantly white sports so um just quickly can um one of you or just two of you expand on that yeah so um malloy definitely was a pwi um it's it's we're, it's coming from both, and it was just very, very different. Both was like a lot of diversity and stuff like that. So obviously, um, coming from Baldwin and going to a predominantly white team and stuff like that, it's it's a, it's it's nice to have that feeling when you look around. You see people like you or people of different backgrounds. It makes you more comfortable. So I really had to just like be really confident in who I was and who like my abilities as a player I'm like okay like I'm here for a reason like I can't look up around and just like base like my worth or my skill off of anybody else but my own like I worked really hard to be here so I deserve to be here so I just feel like that kind of gave me like I don't know looking around it's like okay I, I want to prove that I am the best like I deserve to be here it's like everybody else um and then in picking a secondary team for my master's I knew that the team that I wanted to be on um, next, I wanted to have that nice feeling where at Bolden I felt was like comfortable, where I could like talk about certain things that people could relate to them, because I would talk about certain things that my undergrad and people just didn't know, like they just couldn't relate to what I was talking about, like how I was feeling and stuff like that. So it was nice and refreshing and just like mentally made me feel better just being able to talk about certain issues with um, teammates who understood what I was talking about and what I was going through. Um, I feel like I'm a little different from Nadia. Um, I have, volleyball is obviously a predominantly white sport and I've been playing club. I played club for three years and I was the only black girl on that team and it's definitely different but I didn't mind it at all. Like, they're, they were, like, cool people that, like, they were really fun. And then I'm like, okay, yeah. And then I get to Malloy, and then I think Nadia kind of experienced what I feel. It's, uh, it's very different. Um, if I were to give advice, I would say 
who you are and stand for who you are. And if you're not getting that respect or that aspect, please know your worth and you'll, you'll do better somewhere else. Because I feel like I might have stayed a bit too long because I didn't play my senior year. But I, if I were to give that advice, I'd say know your worth, know who you are, know the people to stand with. And if, 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 if it's not the environment for you because you're not going to change them, you need to step back and take care of yourself. And there is a lot of, like, especially I feel like nowadays with everything that's going on in the world, there are a lot of um, workshops that they make us go to in terms of, like, being, like, you know, like the race talks and all that kind of stuff, which I do appreciate. But, like, implementing it in some programs is not as um, as big as it is in other programs. So just really just when you're at um, a school, I feel like that's important that they, like, talk about that stuff. I know some institutions, they don't really emphasize that kind of stuff. So that was important for me picking um, um, another team as well. Thank you guys so much for that answer. All right, uh, we're on like our last two final questions. And this is for all of you guys. You guys can answer. Um, what are some of the greatest memories that you guys had as a Baldwin athlete? Definitely um, the States. <laughs> enjoyed like grinding it out and competing against every single person but at the end of the day we were all family and it was all love like that competitiveness you're not going to find it everywhere and that togetherness you really don't find it everywhere as well because you're all competing like against each other but like for a same goal so at the end of the day it's all love and stuff like that so I genuinely appreciated that and I appreciated the diversity aspect of it as well like it was just a lot of fun and even just, like, thinking back on it, it's just, like, yeah, like, Baldwin basketball, like, Baldwin Field Hockey, only one champion, when we won our county championship, the first one for the school, it was just, like, everyone just worked together, and that togetherness was something that just really, I really loved about Baldwin. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Um, and playing for uh, Coach Catapano, who's an amazing um, basketball coach, he literally had us playing together since, what, like, third grade? Um, so he knew what he was doing. He had, he knew that he wanted to win states with the, that team uh, one day because he had us all playing together since we were in elementary school. So um, he had the plan. But uh, I would definitely say winning states um, and then also winning federation um, my junior year it was just like the best feeling ever. Definitely, um, like top three <laughs> ever. So yeah. Um, I guess I'll go next because I also played for Catabano. Um, Really good guy. Really taught us so much that I definitely tried to bring into my sports. I think one thing that I lost in college sports was that competitive aspect because in my respect, no one really had that. They kind of just come to play and then go home. Where I feel like you should enjoy what you're doing every day. And that's what kind of took the fun out of the game for me. Um, but my best moments at Baldwin were honestly in playing three sports. I met so many people, and there was such, like, fun, loving people in volleyball, in basketball, and in lacrosse. Like, it's memories that I still talk about to this day. So I really love being an athlete at Baldwin. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll also play for Cat in football. But, um, I never won state federation, so that's just the odds. That was pretty dope watching I do that. Um, but I think, like, for me, it was just, 
sort of to what Brad was alluding to towards the end of it, heard what you just said, but um, really just like the com- camaraderie and like the, you know, you're going out and competing with the best, your best friends that you grew up with, you know, ever since like elementary school, so the same sort of group of guys that we're still friends to this day, and so I think that's something that's, you know, extremely powerful, because a lot, a lot, I feel like you hear, you talk to people, they're not friends with people that they uh, knew in high school, and so, um, it's just interesting how like sports and just being around each other so much is, you know, really just help cultivate all those relationships that we have. So, yeah, nothing like was better than being at football camp. Um, where you're doing like three days and, you know, you're just sweaty and hot and just like chilling the bunk with 30 other dudes. It's like a weird, like, way to describe it now that I'm saying it out loud, but it was nothing better. Thank you so much. That was great. We can all say, you know, Kat had a good influence on all of you guys as athletes. Um, and, you know, coaches from Baldwin in general always try to push everyone to be better. Um, really glad that you guys shared those memories with us. And, you know, winning states and federation, I remember watching that. That was like, a great thing to watch. Um, now I'm passing it off to Twain. We are going to Texas, please. So um, we're actually going to wrap up now. Um, this was such an amazing interview. I think I can speak for Amanda, and Amanda said it before. We were so excited for this interview. You guys are some of the, the most amazing athletes that came, the greatest athletes that came out of Baldwin. And um, it was really inspiring um, to see your stories, to listen to you speak about like the different topics, whether it be about like you know, just the recruiting process, your experience going through it, or college in general, and like how you manage that, and like how you're going through it as well. Um, we really appreciate you guys coming on and just want to say thank you. All right. So. Thank you for having us. No problem. Thank you so much. It was great talking with you guys. Thanks, guys, and good luck with everything you're doing going forward. Thank you for listening in on this edition of the Baldwin Bruin Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all streaming platforms. Check us out on Instagram at Baldwin Sports Podcast. Join us next time for more news, analysis, interviews, and everything Baldwin Sports.